Russell Fratt, we're back to talk books, coffee, pop culture, and more. I'm Ashton. And I'm Allie. So, how have you been um, since I saw you last? It feels like it's been a while. I know. Um, I've been fine just trying to like take things slow and get back into a routine after the holidays. Um, the holidays are like crazy, especially like when you're like working in retail and then going home to see family. So I'm trying to reestablish some normalcy and slow my life down a little bit. Try not to work so much like in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, and I started running again, which has been really fun. Ooh. I know I love running. I fucking love it. But my shins and my knees don't love it, and so every time I start running, they get really mad at me, and then, like, I have to ice them and stop. Um, so I'm taking it, like, grandma slow this time, and building up, like, tolerance very, very slowly so I don't fuck up my legs. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's all that's new with me. What's been going on with you? Yeah. Um, similarly, like, I haven't just started running, I've been doing it, but I'm, I'm grandma anyway with running. Uh, and I've been, like, really pushing myself to make sure that I run within the cold days, too. Like, if it's on the schedule, you gotta do it. And, like, I gotta, uh, walk the walk. Because I, uh, talked the talk for a while asking, like, for Christmas, um, like, a bunch of warm weather gear. Mm. Like, actual, legit workout gear from, like, places. Because I would never be able to afford that crap on my own. Um, yeah. so, of course, I asked for it. And, like... I got it all, and I was like, okay, well, shit, now, now you, you actually it. have to go. Yeah. So it's like, fun fact, it's not as bad when you're out there. Like, I don't go out in, like, zero degrees, mm-hmm. and I, I still don't. But, like, the lowest I've gone is, like, 20s. It's um, cold. It's still cold, yeah, but, like, if you bundle properly, and once your body's moving, and if you stretch, like, yeah. it's a good vibe. It's just, like, it's hard to kind of um, humble yourself and accept the fact that, you're gonna be like slower or whatever yeah. um, than your normal pace just because it's cold, different climate, whatever. And I'm already slow, so mm-hmm. I was like crawling, and uh, I you know I have music turned up, so I don't hear myself dying. Mm-hmm. But I'm fairly certain most of the people I passed heard me <laughs> dying because they turn around and they like look like, okay, does this girl need help? Is she like trying to rob me? <laughs> um, should I, like, go get her, like, a wheelchair to sit down in, like, as she's, like, shuffling past? Is she okay? I'm sure that's what people think about me, too, especially because you've been to that great hill in Central Park that I always take you to. That's where I yeah, start. you're nuts. You're nuts. And so, I'm flat. like, nothing could be more difficult than that. So if I can make it up the hill at the start of my run, then I can do anything. But <laughs> I get to the top of the hill and I sound like I'm fucking dead. So <laughs> I have to, like, take a, take a beat. <laughs> yeah, no. And then one of my worst fears is, like, peeing my pants while I'm out there. Oh so, my like, god, oh. that's a fear I didn't even know I had until just... Like, oh my god, I, like, went down this rabbit hole of, like, is this possible? And it's very possible. People have, like, possible. shit their pants while running, which which those are intense runners and um, my, probably never. My but. sister in high school, she didn't have this happen to her, so she's not probably even listening, but um, she had a friend on the cross-country team that that happened to, and then this friend told my sister before her first meet, like, oh, that's terrifying. she said, if you, if you feel like you have to fart, don't trust it. <laughs> that was, like, her advice before my sister's first cross-country meet, and my sister was like, what the fuck? Oh my god. So yes, I, it could yeah. always be worse. <laughs> well, anyway, other than anyway. running and trying not to, like, shit your pants, um, I've also just been, like, I've been kind of the opposite of you, where I've been, like, just taking on everything and not trying to slow down at all, and, um, that's because I think something just is a little wrong with me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I just keep adding on creative projects and, and, I don't know, just, uh, work, school, mm-hmm life, all that stuff, um, but I've also been, like, somehow finding time to meld my own mind and, uh, watch TV, and I know everybody in the universe is talking about Euphoria, but... I haven't seen it. Have you seen the first season? No, I don't know anything about it. So, it's, um, absolute, like, insanity. I mean, it's great cinematography, great storytelling, amazing arcs and things like that, and, like, the character. It's just a whole world. It mm-hmm. is, it's, it's an amazing, imaginative world, and, um, but it's very, like, in-your-face, very loud, very brass, very, like, uh, just, there's no, they don't hold anything back. 
to yes, be honest. I have I've seen that on TikTok. Like the I've first, seen the memes. Like the first episode of season two, like I've literally seen so many dicks. Yeah. So many dicks. Which is fine. Like I'm a grown woman, I can see dicks. It's fine. But like, um <laughs> It's not where I wanted to go with this conversation. But um I think what disturbs me the most is that like they're technically supposed to be in high school, which I know high school is like not as PG as you think, but like it's high school. It's, what's happening? And yeah, that's I mean, hurt. I remember talking like back in Thanksgiving with my little cousin, and she's not little; she's like fifteen, but she's a freshman. And I was like, "So, what are you like watching on TV?" Because I like mm-hmm. teen shows. Like I told you before, like I was watching Teen Wolf. Like Gilmore Girls. I watch Gilmore Girls. I watch Outer Banks. Like I watch all that crap, even though I'm not a teenager. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm watching Eufor- Euphoria. And I'm like, if I was watching Euphoria at your age, mm-hmm. freshman year of high school, I was like, I would be so fucked up. Yeah. Like, I would not, like, not saying it's, like, not going to mess up kids, but, like, what? Like, no. watching that that young and, like, I don't know, and maybe not seeing the difference between reality and television. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of it, there is truth in it, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that but like i mean hell my mom won't even let me watch south park growing <laughs> yeah. up yeah um, I wasn't either. so it's just like it's just intense for me to think about like she's 11 ish years younger than me and the gap of like yeah. what she's exposed to television wise or what she has access to yeah. then that i didn't yeah. i mean i can't even talk because like you know i think us growing up we also had our own stuff like uh chat roulette and all that jazz which is far more dangerous than television so you know is it like euphoria is it like gossip girl but like no hard drugs no <laughs> okay it's not it's like gossip girl is also one of those shows that's like set in high school but it's like really no. we're supposed to believe this is high it's, school it's like it deals with a lot of traumatic type things like um like sex drugs violence Rock um no <laughs> But, like, main ca- some of the main characters are, like, drug addicts in mm-hmm. recovery or whatever. Um, trans, dealing mm-hmm. with identity. Um, drug dealers dealing with that world. Uh, abusive relationships. Um, okay. Dealing so with sexuality. Here. It deals with everything um fat phobia it deals mm-hmm. with um toxic positivity like it, it deals with everything that yeah. you need to like address in society that like exists but to see teenagers dealing with it which i'm not saying they don't get exposed to it but the the heightened level of that i of it that i that is seen like i can't imagine watching i get it i can yeah. i can't imagine watching that as a teenager though but who am I to judge? I mean, maybe it's just because, like, America is so long in, like, set in, like, not in censoring so much stuff that, like, if maybe I had grown up in Europe or somewhere else, this would not have been as shocking for 15-year-olds. I don't know. Who knows? I've talked way too much about this, and I'm sure, like, anybody that's listening that's watched Euphoria or whatever, um, thinks I'm a prude. Who knows? Um, I'm not. I just, like, like, I don't know, unpopular opinion, but, like, I don't know, I don't really, I, like, I don't mind seeing penises, but, like, every five seconds, <laughs> yeah, like, That's I, a lot. I'm good, like, I would have gone on to Pornhub if I really wanted to see that many all at <laughs> once in a viewing, but, anyway. whatever. I've anyway. Been, <laughs> I've been rewatching Ozark, because the new season just came out on Friday, so yeah. I am rewatching so that I can get caught up, um, but then my mom and I are going to watch it together. So I told her I'd wait for her. Um, but it's so good. I heard that, like, is that the show that the fans wanted another season? And, like, they, like, rooted for, like, they, like, gave enough shit to the people that, like, they actually were like, oh, we'll just do another season. I don't Or is that know. Yellowstone? I, think I feel that like might both be of them have Jason Bateman. Jason, I don't know that Jason Bateman's in Yellowstone. He might be. He's definitely in Ozark. Yeah. Anyway, he's so good looking. I love him so much. Uh, he's basic for me. Ugh. I think he is so... Ugh. Anyway. I know. I just love the meme of him where it's like, the fuck you will. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him in Arrested Development, and this is just like a totally different yeah. vibe for him. But anyway, really good. Highly recommend Ozark if you haven't seen it. 
I like Arrested Development. Um, I've been watching it slowly with Jimmy, to, to his dismay. I'm not good at watching television with people. If I'm not into it, or, like, just feeling like I need to binge something, I can't, I, like, yeah. I'll get up. I'll get up after one episode. I'll be like, all right, let's go do something else. And he's like, no, we gotta keep going. Like, oh, no. it's taken us, like, three years, and I, we're not done. Like, I just keep wanting to be like, let's watch something else. Let's do something else. Like, <laughs> I just can't get into it, and... It gets really, like, weird and meta soon. Arrested and Development? Yeah. Although I've been told, like, don't even bother with the with Netflix the episodes. Oh, yeah. No. I just like the first couple of seasons. Oh, it's, it's good. It's good television. I'm just, yeah. like, sometimes it's just not what I'm into. Like, into? So, I don't Have know. Have you seen the um, A New Start episodes? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I won't ruin it. I don't know. Anyway. I think right now they're dealing with maybe and, um... Junior, the kid, uh, they, like, uh, made out, and now they're, like, dealing with the consequences of that. Yeah. I, I just, it's just such a good show, it's so funny to me. Yeah, it's, like, the, I love Joe's, um, oh rendition of a chicken. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It Jessica good. Walter, R.I.P. Oh, oh, love her. That was so good. But, um, anyway, what, uh... So, moving along, we watch TV, but we also read, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is what most of this podcast is about. Sorry about all the um, genitalia talk. <laughs> um, what book are you currently reading right now? Um, I'm finishing up my Grapes of Wrath reread, and I'm also, um, I finished Pet Cemetery, and I watched both film adaptations. Which is, like, my favorite thing to do is read a book and then immediately watch the adaptation to, like, critique how well it adheres to the book and what they changed about it. And I will just say the 1989 version, the OG movie, is so much better. It is a good adaptation with really good, like, the special effects are kind of silly. Um, but the story is told true to the book and... The actors, it was like a better cast all around. Like the new one in 2019 had John Lithgow as like the creepy old neighbor man next door, um, which I did not buy. I was just like, oh, this John Lithgow. Yeah, um, yeah, because he plays so many comedic roles. Yeah. So, um, anyway, highly recommend the original. Yeah. Um, it was good. I really, really liked it. You know how much I love Stephen King. Um, and I, yeah, I'm either gonna pick up. Uh, Wild Justice Sleeps by Stacey Abrams or um, some sort of rom-com because both of the books that I just finished or I'm finishing are pretty heavy so yeah I can get that that's why yeah. um so I'm currently reading Luster by Raven Lilani and all I can say is that it is absolute chaos I I don't even know how to describe it really um it's great I actually really enjoy her writing she writes a lot of stream of consciousness I think um, if that's the English student terms, um, I was not an English major. Um, and I just want to say, like, I understand that, like, you know, women can be just as, like, chaotic as men and whatever, or whoever, you know, you are. Um, this character, Edie, I'm, I'm, like, sincerely worried about her as a human, um yeah just like she's so self-destructive in it um she encounters just for some backup or background um she encounters this like affair with a man that's 20 plus years her her senior and uh he's in an open relationship a newly open relationship she's navigating that she's in a dead-end job that like she hates she's literally fucked every co-worker she could think of um, and she's just dealing with, uh, being broke in New York in Bushwick, which I get. Um, and it's just, like, there's parts of it that I think are utterly beautiful in, in the darkness of it. And there's other parts I'm like, do you see, you see how destructive you're being and yet you're leaning into it. Like, you, like, it's just like it's almost sad it's like it's like I just yeah. want to like give her a hug but like I feel like she would punch me yeah. so there's that um I am still <laughs> technically reading Les Mis um 
<laughs> it's very hard to keep picking it up because like I just read other books for my personal newsletter um so I'm just pushing myself for those but also I'm like I'm already like miserable with the weather and just like um just a lot of things that are coming onto my plate at the moment that I just like I can't get in the headspace of reading 20 pages about religion or whatever or like the dude that like went away to jail for stealing bread so I know you guys like lectured me on that last like few episodes it made me want to rewatch the movie I watched that movie once I think once a decade is gonna be enough for me songs are so good i know but like that's the thing like i can only handle like ballads and like intense musical movies every so often like into the woods was great (laughs) i just (laughs) i just (laughs) sorry you didn't hear that i just kind of did like a side growl um an eye roll and disdain (laughs) i just like it was a great movie i just like when they're that kitschy i have to like I will watch Mamma Mia till I die, but, like, some, some intense musicals, I just need to, you know, just watch every now and then. It's just not, I'm not a theater kid. Fun fact, Mm. in the new Les Mis movie with Eddie Redmayne, you know when they do the, um, the barricade in that alley? Yes. That's Diagon Alley from Harry Potter. Fun fact, I saw that alley when I was day shopping or something when I was living in London. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, like, actually in London. It's not, like... Oh, it's not, like, a set? No, they, like, shot certain places and they just changed them. I just figured it was a set. No, not all of it. That's very cool. There's, like, a whole Harry Potter tour or something in London if you go there. And then, um, you can can go on it and then have, uh, English people hate Americans even more. Fine. They already hate me. Why not? True story. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I'm trying, I've separated into sections to kind of, like, challenge myself to read it along. I just, like, I'm human, man. Reading one book, a, I read about one book a week, which is fairly good for my work schedule because I work and go to school and do, like, ten other thousand things, and I still try to be healthy and exercise and, and um, you know, self-care with uh, skincare and all things you're supposed to do. That takes up time. Plus, I really like sleeping, so yes. I like a lot, you know, chunks of time for that. Yes. So I just, I can only do so much. Yes. Um, but I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. There'll be a day when, like, I want to avoid all my responsibilities and I'll pick it up. Yes. I'm very good about that. Or, or bad about it. I don't know. It's like a yes. bittersweet thing. But, um... I'll be interested to hear. Yeah. So, I want to get into, um, the theme, essentially, of this podcast, So we're doing something fun, again, because we're always fun, because we're just a great time. (laughs) Um, So we're going to do together in real time. You're going to hear us. So if there's technical difficulties, Mabby, we're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz because they're the most honest, accurate, authentic type of quizzes out there. I mean, they're made by professionals, I think. So, um, and if you cannot hear the sarcasm in my voice, get a hearing aid. Um, my mom sells them. So, that actually she does, though. Sounds like a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, mom, get in your business. <laughs> Not sponsored. No. <laughs> no. If you can't hear humor, like, I'm sorry for you. You would hate me. Um, <laughs> so, this quiz is what classic, um, book that matches your personality and what does it say about you as a person? So, again, this is subjective. So, I'm going to read out the choices plus the question. And then Ashton will tell us what she chooses. And then I'll say what I choose. And then we'll go down the list. And then we'll take the quiz. And then we'll see what we get. And then I'll shut up. So, first question. Choose a Disney movie. So, we have The Little Mermaid, Hercules, Tangled, Zootopia, or The Lion King. That's tough. Um, I'm gonna go with the Little Mermaid. Cool. Um, I am also going to go with the Little Mermaid, which I think just I shows. I love him, Daddy. Yeah, I think it's more like it shows our age more. <laughs> um, but anyway, which image calls to you the most? I will try my best to describe these. So one is um a night view of um the city skyline. 
One is a English-looking castle. I was going to say Scottish, but yeah. Scottish, English, whatever. They're adjacent. Um, <laughs> one is like a sunrise hill, hilly landscape. Some morning mist. <laughs> yeah. One is like um, strobe lights in a club with arms up. And then one is um, a prairie-esque thing with like hay bales on it. Um, I'm going with the castle. Cool. Um, I kind of want the castle too. Are we gonna? <laughs> we have not done this together before. So no, like, no, even no, no. though this just shows why we're good friends, because yeah, we're yeah. like thinking the same thing. I think the next one's gonna differentiate. It was us, close though. though between that and like the hills with the mist, because like I'm thinking like a morning hike. Yeah. You know, but, oh like... no. See, man was close with like the city skyline, but I'm like yeah. I live in a city, so I guess like if I want to choose something different for myself, yeah. but. Anyway, all right, next question. Um, choose a pet. So we have dog, snake, bird, which the image is really funny. It's like a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Um, cat or horse. You already know what I'm picking. I'm picking cat. Cool. I am picking dog. I'm a dog person. Um, and then pick a book genre. So we have historical fiction, romance, comedy, fantasy, or thriller. Ooh. Intrigue. Intrigue. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with thriller. Thriller. Out of those, yeah. I'm gonna go thriller. So, um, my dorkiness is showing because I'm gonna go historical. Oh, I thought you were gonna say fantasy. No, I like historical fiction. I'm a total nerd. I like historical fiction every now and then, but I just love a good thriller. I will read one anytime. Hate the era that I currently live in. I wish I could be somewhere else. Although um, I do enjoy indoor plumbing, I will give it that one. Um, So, (laughs) pick a color. So we have red, yellow, blue, violet, and green. I'm going with green, my Mm. favorite color. Going with violet, which is adjacent to my favorite color, which is lilac. Mm. Um, choose something to snack on. We have donuts who the fuck snacks on donuts like you inhale those and then sit in the corner huddled like smiggle yeah um french fries <laughs> strawberries pizza and chocolate i love how there's only one healthy thing on this menu <laughs> <I know. laughs> um i'm going with french fries fucking mm. love french fries you're a salty girl i'm a salty snack girl uh i like sweet so i'm gonna go with chocolate nice and lastly choose a beautiful sky oh my god okay um <laughs> so <laughs> so the first one is like i want to say a sunrise-esque sunrise like sky it's got like light pinks blues um and like yeah, whatever, you can picture that. Um, the next one is, like, the bottom half of the landscape is all darkened and uh, tree lines. And then the top feels very stormy to me, like uh, navy blues and, like, dark reds. Like, what's that? Like, oak ochre red or something like that? Yeah. Okra? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not an artist either. <laughs> um... <laughs> And that just, like, feels like storms rolling in vibes. Yeah. Um, the next one is just a crystal uh, night sky with some stars in it. Don't know what that's like in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, the one after that feels like a sunset mm-hmm. scene. So very similar blue in the, like, light blue sky in the background. But then um, darker pink clouds uh, looks like the sun is setting. And the final one is very galaxy-esque, um, like the Milky Way kind of thing. Um, look up the quiz if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, what sky would you like? I I think I'm going to go with like the stormy-looking kind of tree-lined one. Ooh, I'm the going with purples. the uh, galaxy. The galaxy? Yeah. Okay. Right. What And we got a result. You tell your result okay. first. I got The Picture of Dorian Gray. I love that book! By Oscar Wilde. I haven't read it. This is what it says. It says, you're beautiful, all caps, and you know it. You're also introspective and have a strong conscience. You could definitely be a heartbreaker if you tried. You're a person of many talents and virtues, but you tend to value youth and beauty above all. 
I don't know that that's true. <laughs> maybe a word of advice. If someone offers to entrap your true face in a portrait, maybe just don't look at it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he like puts his like soul into the portrait. Oh, interesting. And then that's why like, so whatever he does like in real life, like all the nastiness of it and aging and like mm-hmm. inner destruction that he does in real life doesn't show he remains like forever youthful and beautiful but the Hmm. portrait changes and like morphs interest into like what his inside actually his soul actually is it's disgusting and disturbing and like i actually just watched the movie on it and like the movie portrait like literally comes to life it's like oh and like makes like a like breeze and has like grizzly teeth um okay well interesting (laughs) i guess sorry what did you get um so i got in cold blood (laughs) german capote um i I don't really like that i got this one i read that book as well and um anybody that doesn't know that book it's like a lot of it's told from this perspective of two dudes that randomly decided to murder an entire family in like the midwest i want to say um Okay, so I love that that's what's supposed to be my personality. So the description is, you're big on the facts and you like to hear from new perspectives. Okay. Um, You're naturally curious and at one point you wanted to be an investigative journalist or maybe you are one. I don't know that you wanted to be an investigative journalist. No, I didn't. But you study journalism. Yeah. Um, You're low maintenance. Mm, Ask Jimmy about that one. (laughs) I don't Um, think so. Not to say you don't enjoy the finer things, finer things in life. <laughs> I do have expensive taste. You can also ask Jimmy about that one. <laughs> um, you should really learn how to bake bread. <laughs> you don't already. I think you'd like it. That is the most... First off, this book is about murderers. Why am I learning how to bake yeah. bread? Um, <laughs> hold up. Can you put down the knife for a second? It's about to rise. Like, yeah. no. Mm, oh okay. My God. Um, and you can be cautious, but feel free to let loose sometimes too. All right. So some of this I feel like is is similar to me. I I actually don't understand the relation to In Cold Blood that much, but maybe I don't remember the book as well as I thought I did. Um, but okay. Yeah, I sure. Read, so I couldn't tell you. That, that cracks me up. That that's what you got. What? But like also mine is like this like portrait that's like horrifying yeah you're very wall. vain apparently according to apparently, this apparently i wonder if like any of the options give you a good classic i wonder what combo you have to hit to get like pride and prejudice yeah <laughs> i feel like the dawn thing because like you know don't they like me yeah. at dawn in the, in the in the movie yeah all right well there you have it those are <laughs> apparently what books represent our personalities um so i am murderer people vibes and um you are soulless vain, vain? man okay cool. <laughs> on, on that note <laughs> um let's do something where we choose kind of a book that we would like to live in um yes. based on our own personalities and our choices yeah um okay so Mine is The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. Um, You guys, if you have listened to some of her episodes, know how much I love Jasmine Guillory. I think she writes her characters very well, and I love her work. Um, It's a rom-com, but it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, cheesy and predictable, but, like, it would be so nice if my life was kind of like that sometimes, and, like, I didn't have to think, and I just knew everything was going to turn out okay. (laughs) Um... And there's, like, the wedding date, the whole premise is, like, a meet-cute where, like, she bumps into someone in an elevator and they, like, pretend to be each other's wedding date and then they actually fall in love. Um, the, all of the books are kind of, like, meet-cute things. Um, yeah, isn't that, like, a prerequisite for rom-com? Basically, yeah. Why doesn't everybody uh, just meet drunkenly at a party? Yeah, I know. Where's that book? I'm sure it exists. That's my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, I think that, like... Living in a rom-com, not even just the wedding date, but, like, or, like, a When Harry Met Sally kind of, like, rom-com. Like, oh, I God, I would hate that kind of rom-com. He's <sighs> nasty to her for, like, half the time. It's I love that so movie. Good. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I would not continually being friends with him. Like, 
Maybe not. Also, Billy Crystal just annoys the shit out of me. But Maybe. I mean, yeah. But Mike Wazowski. <laughs> but every time at the end, when he's like declaring his love for her at the New Year's party, I know. It's I so know. Cute. It's it, no. It's a fantastic rom com. I'm just saying, I would not want to live in that one. Yeah. Um. Well, it's set in New York. But anyway. Um. <laughs> off topic. Off topic. But. Yes, I would want to live in a rom-com, specifically a Jasmine Guillory rom-com. Um, it's funny you well, say that. <laughs> why? Because have you seen the movie Isn't It Romantic? No. There's a whole movie based on that premise. Really? So it's with, um, it was created by, I don't know if she wrote it, but um, Rebel Wilson. So oh, she, yeah, it's the she new literally, one, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's like, it wasn't a popular movie, but I cracked up at it. So it's like, she fucks up her head or something, Mm -hmm. um, she, like, gets hurt, obviously, that's how it always works, and she wakes up, and her life is Mm -hmm. become a rom-com. I love that. And so, like, she can't curse, she can't, (laughs) like, she, like, always has nice outfits on, and she's like, where the hell is this shit coming from? Her shitty-ass New York apartment turns into, like, a luxury suite, and she's like, oh, sorry, I, like, I must have gone into the wrong apartment, and, like, leaves, Mm -hmm. and then, like, has to go back in, she's like, Wait, no, my keywords. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, whose apartment is this? And then, like, her neighbor um, is, like, becomes, like, the gay cliche sidekick. And he's like, obviously, like, that's exactly how this has to go. And she's like, no, this is not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> and then, like, the hot guy, like, falls in love with her. And it's Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny because he's like, you're so beautiful. And, like, all this stuff. And, like, when he, like, gives her his number, he, like, takes it and he writes it on, like, seven, like, a piece of paper and then rips it into, like, eight like, ten strips, and, like, throws them all into, like, a hat, and he's, like, here's my number, and she's, like, there's, like, a billion different ways this could be a number, and, like, somehow she, you know, it works, and then, like, he, like, rides off, like, in a limbo saying, like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but my favorite is when, like, she's going to have sex with him, mm-hmm. but it's the cut, too, so she never actually gets to have sex with them. That's awesome. So she just keeps like they go they go for it and like she just keeps waking up in the bed. She's like, No <laughs> I love And that. then like he's always coming out of the shower and she's like get like at one point she's like screw this and like runs and like tackles him trying to have sex with him and it's like it doesn't work because it's always a cut too yeah, in rom coms. Oh and um oh and then God. like I love that. Adam Devine's in it, and he's, like, the best friend that, like, she should be with, but, like, she doesn't realize mm-hmm. it, and then, like, but he falls for, like, Priyank- Priyanka Chopra? Mm-hmm. Chopra, is that his name? Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> and she's, like, a beautiful, wonderful model, and, like, they have a meet cue because mm-hmm. she's choking in Central Park on the bridge, and, like, it's, the, like, the duck bridge or whatever it's yeah. called, and then, or the boat bridge, is it duck bridge or boat bridge? It's a boat bridge. Boat bridge. Um, there's ducks. In case yes. you need to know, there um, there are, they are there, um, but it's just, like, takes all the cliches of mm-hmm. rom-coms, like, I think, like, her co-worker all of a sudden is no longer her best friend, because, like, women can't be friends in the workplace and those things, are always competitive, and she's like, we don't have to do this, <laughs> but, that's, yeah, that's what I need, I just need to go to sleep and wake up in my life's a rom-com. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. That's yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> but, like, it just hates all the funny cliches, and she's like, this is fucking bullshit, but, like, she can't say it, so it, like, bleeps it out, and so it's really funny. <laughs> like, the good um, place when they can't curse. <laughs> oh, my God. What the <laughs> what fork? The fork? <laughs> Bull shark. <laughs> Why the fork? Can't I say fork? <laughs> I know. Oh, I love the good place. Me too. Janet. Oh, my God. When she's, like, when she's sexually attracted to literally everyone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, we're about to die. How are you still horny right now? <laughs> that show is so good. It's clever. It's, like, one of those clever shows that, like, you have to keep watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so many people quote Parks and Rec now, but, like, it takes, like, two, three seasons, I think, before even Ben gets in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it's funny how, like, things that become cult classics or whatever, um, it, it doesn't happen until afterwards because mm-hmm. nobody gave them the chance originally. Yeah. Same with The Office. Yeah. I mean, like, all those shows that t- took chances, which, but The Office also was, like, a reboot of right, the, the UK one. But, anyway, I would not want to live in a rom-com, but... Yeah, where would you want to live? Uh... <laughs> So mine is slightly different. Is slightly different. Mine kind of uh, attests to my personality. I would like to live in Alice in Wonderland, the book itself, because Alice's son in Wonderland. Yeah, I know. I I know that. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Um, <laughs> I may have used that one before. Um, 
but I think like I like it not just because like I don't want to live solely in Wonderland, yeah. but I like that she can go between the worlds. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that she just always has cake available yeah. to her um, and treats. But I think I just love the concept of like you can invent six new things before breakfast. Yeah. You know, or imagine, sorry, imagine six new things before breakfast. And I love that it takes childlike wonder in it and it gives realism to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to sit on top of a giant mushroom smoking a hookah with a, I don't even like hookahs, but just chilling with a giant ass, uh, caterpillar, caterpillar, who are you? Um, I would not want my head chopped off by the queen, but no, I feel like I could like roll with the tea party crew. Like that would be my vibe because I can be just as obnoxious and, uh, hyperactive as them. Um... I'd probably be similar to, like, that mouse that always wants to fight everybody. <laughs> I've never read the book, but I've I've seen the movie. I, but I've, I've been wanting to read the book for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I like the book because, like, so I read both Alice in Wonderland, The Adventures of Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and um, Through the Looking Glass. So, like, in the second one, she steps through the looking glass, mm-hmm. and she's a, she, but she's an adult. So, like, it's... It shows that Wonderland's always there. You don't have to be a child to go back to it. Oh, that's cool. And that's what I enjoyed about it yeah. because it's like, um, it just shows that like, you can have that childlike wonder and imagination and fun, but you don't have to be a child to yeah. have that. Yeah. And um, or to even dream it up like mm-hmm. she does in the first one where she wakes from the dream. Um, she was like in a tree or something. And, um, it was just a book that I always really loved growing Mm -hmm. up. I, like, quote it. I always, I don't want to say I relate to Alice, but, uh... The movie always scared me as a kid. The Tim Burton one? No, the animated one. The animated, well, the animated one is, like, dark. Like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh my god, when their heads roll about. They scare the fuck out of me still to this day. Well, if you, like, watch some of those Disney movies back then, like, to show, like, the strife or whatever that was happening, Mm -hmm. they get really dark and evil. Yeah. Like, uh, like, at least with Ursula, she was just, like, slutty. Yeah. Um, Ursula. Body language. Body language. I know. (laughs) So appropriate. Um, Now I gotta go home and watch Little Mermaid after we talked about it. I know, right? Um, totally not good for influencing feminists, but whatever. It's fine. I just love how, like, growing up watching, like, and I, and I know, like, plenty of people, like, I have a best, I have a couple best friends, actually, that never watched Disney growing up. It's just, like, they grew up in very different types of mm-hmm. households. Like, nothing wrong with that. They just had a very adult-like yeah. childhood, if that makes sense, yeah. or whatever. Which I don't blame them. Like, honestly, I probably will do the same whenever I decide to do that. But, um, they were, like... If you think about it, Disney, when you're growing up, like, you're rooting for the princess or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. that wants to rebel and that wants to follow her heart and all that shit, and you're like, go for it, girl, and then, as an adult, you're like, you're 16. (laughs) Literally. Like, me at 16, nobody should have trusted me. Like, I couldn't even drive yet, like. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna tell me that she becomes a woman and goes to the land and doesn't have, it's 16, and she's like, but I love him. And he's like, you're being unreasonable. And, and she said, saw him once. Yeah. She's never even talked to him. She literally saw him from spying on him from the water. And no, like, no, no, no. She saved him from the wreck in the movie. Remember? Yeah, but... And, like, leaned over him creepily? Yeah, but the, she was, she only sees him once before she decides she's gonna, like, run away. And yeah. And, like, Triton is like, bitch, what? <laughs> I know. I know. And, like, if I had done that, my mom would be like, well, where are you wearing your glasses? Because you're nearsighted. Like, <laughs> yeah. is he really what you think he looks like? Like, yeah. and that's accurate. Because, like, I remember, like, even in, oh, God, I was, like, 14, maybe? And, like, I met, like, this boy at, like, Summerfest and, like, you know, he asked me on a date, and then I went on a date with him, and, like, to the movies, and I didn't recognize him, because I mm-hmm. saw, I met him oh, in the no. dark. <laughs> I met him in the dark, and he was not as I remembered, and, like, I had, someone else had to be like, no, that's him, and I was like, Oof. well, well, this is not Oof. gonna last, <laughs> like, oh my like, God. but that's what I'm saying, like, yeah. it's yeah. just so funny, the perspectives of, as a kid, and then, like, of, of what age is, and what age yeah. is me, I mean, if you told me at 16 
that 10 years later I'd be where I am right now. Um, it's a fun fact, I'm 26. Um, <laughs> in case you can't do math, but I would, I would literally cry because I had so many <laughs> expectations and plans on what 26 looked at, looked like. I mean, same. I still sometimes like want to like give my 16 year old self a hug and be like, she's not a failure. She's just, she's just struggling, man. It's different than what you no. thought it would be. Well, but, but yeah, but then you compare, cause I think the same thing and I think, okay, well don't compare it to like 10 years ago. Think about when you first moved to New York and think about how proud that's. No. Yeah. I'm saying like if 16 year old me saw 26 year old me as a different type of person, like mm -hmm. she saw her. So like, you know successful I'm not saying I'm not successful but like just very different yeah and like had no concept of what the age of 26 meant as an adult in the world yeah and it's just funny because it's like I wish I could go back sometimes and just be like chill yeah just chill because it's like you're not gonna have it all together in 10 years so yeah. don't even worry about it for the next yeah. two in high school so it's just like it's sad because it's always everybody always says that like hindsight or whatever and like yeah. but and it's funny because even growing up I was never a kid that wanted to be an age other than what I was like I never was like I can't wait till I'm 16 I can't wait till I'm 20 like oh, I, I didn't care I never cared the only time that I cared were I wanted my license when like every one of my friends got it because like in New Jersey yeah didn't get until you're 17, so I had to be. Oh, I was that the last. Sucks. I was the last attorney. It's for the best. Have you seen New Jersey drivers? But um, well, like any drivers, probably, but but like still. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, so like I was the last turn 17, so I was like, oh, I just want to drive. I wanted, and the reason I wanted to drive was so I could go to my job. I yeah. want. I didn't want to have to rely on people, and then uh, the only other time is when I turned 21 after all my friends. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't go to the bars, but that was it. Other than that, I was cool with whatever age, although now I am getting very uncool <laughs> with my age <laughs> and, and moving forward. <laughs> so, mm, we'll see. Did you space out there, bud? No, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, I, you were talking about thinking of, like, 26 and beyond. It's like, oh my gosh, like, 26 and 27, 28, 29, like, don't scare me. And then 30, like... Picturing mm. myself at 30 seems yeah. so weird and scary. Oh my god, I know. And, like, I have no idea. Like, if 16-year-old me saw 26-year-old me, that's one thing. But, like, 26-year-old me thinking about seeing 36-year-old me. Oh my god, like, I know. so weird. So much weirder to think about. So that's what I was thinking. Sorry, I, I didn't no, space, that's it's what like, I was it's thinking like a, about. It's, it's a rabbit hole that you go down. <laughs> Literally. Not, not to, you know, play off the Wonderland world, but... It is, and it is. I don't know. I am happy with who I am, though. Yeah. I can say that, yeah. and I know at sixteen I wasn't always happy with who I was. No. So I can I can reach back into time and let her know that it's okay, and you'll find yourself. Yeah, I didn't even know who I was at sixteen. Really, I didn't know who I was until yeah. I moved to New York. I mean, I think for me, and not to sound work. like I'm so great. I think I did know, and I wasn't ready to admit it yet. Like, I wasn't, yeah, that's, because, like, yeah. it, it, who I was, or what I liked, or who I wanted to be, or where I wanted to go, all these questions, um, <laughs> did not fit yeah. with where I grew up. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. Like, I constantly got questioned on why I was reading books. Mm -hmm. Like, for pleasure? What? No. They, yeah. Really weird concept for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I liked old-fashioned movies. I liked, mm -hmm. you know, black and whites and classics and stuff like that. Um, I liked to learn. Yeah. I didn't like school because I didn't like the politics of school. Yeah. But, you know, I liked certain type of clothing. And I got, like, not shamed for it, but, like, questioned. I just got questioned. Yeah. Anytime I tried to show a part of my personality that wasn't in sync with where I grew up, it just, like, constant pushback. And it, it just made me be like, all right, well, then I'm just going to not let anybody see the part of me. Yeah. And I'm going to just say, stay uber quiet and, yeah. like, ride it out. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, God. I do not want to be 16 again. No. 
for sure. That was brutal last time. Maybe we'll be saying that about 26 in 10 No, years. I don't think I'll ever say that. Once I hit 30, I'm always going to go on and go back. <laughs> Sorry. You never know. Anybody Maybe the best listening? is yet to come. I don't know. Don't make that face. Okay, well, we have to you're not 26 yet, so you don't know. I'm 25. It's basically the same. Yeah, but you're at the halfway point. It's all downhill. <laughs> the halfway point of what? Your 20s. Your 20s. Oh, okay. It was like a, there's a lot of There's a lot of pressure for your 20s. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's like, they're always, people are always like, live up your 20s and like, enjoy your 20s while they last. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure because like, yeah. 10 years can go in the blink of an eye when like, you're adulting. Yeah. It's not like when you're a kid and time moves slower because you're growing and you're experiencing every single emotion. Yep. When you're in your 20s, it's like you're, you're like, and it's not true. You don't have fleeting youth, but you're constantly told that you have fleeting youth. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, like, I just want to breathe. Yeah. And the world around you is like, no, you, you really shouldn't because, like, it'll be gone. And, yeah. and you're just going to hate life. And I'm like... Oh my god, then just, like, free me, freeze me, like, Walt Disney in the yeah. crypto thing, and, like, just chill. No pun intended there. <laughs> but oh my god. it's, yeah, okay, we're gonna get, we're getting real, real Alice philosophical. Wonder, yeah, Alice in Wonderland made us go <laughs> deep. Oh, maybe we're on LSD, and... <laughs> <laughs> was, isn't that what, like, that thing was? Like, was it... I think so. Was it him? Like an, Lewis Carroll on LSD? Maybe. Or, like, an acid trip. I don't remember. Isn't that the same thing? Isn't it? I don't, clearly we do drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big, big drug users like, over here. I don't know. Cause I, I, know, like, don't know. I don't think they're quite the same, but I think they are similar. Sure. Um, they're psychedelic drugs. Not, yeah, thing. not really an important distinction to make. Yeah. But, or like, um, wasn't it like lead poisoning or something? Cause it was like 1800s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. It might've been something. <laughs> it's either, um, by choice or involuntary drug, uh, induced hallucinations, but you go, Lewis Carroll. Love yes. your work. Yes. Um, and either way, we got Alice in Wonderland, so we are grateful. Exactly. Unless, well, it sounds grateful to say that we're grateful Lewis was poisoned. Yeah, I really, oof. We don't want to go down Okay, let's just stop here. Let's, let's just, like, like hard get it. Skirt! Yeah. <laughs> Skirt! Okay. Into, um, what we're going to read coming up. What's on your TBR for the coming weeks, Alex? Yeah. So, I'm going to be reading Real Life by Brandon Taylor. I've heard amazing things from you about yeah. it. Um, so one of the other podcasts I listened to raved about it, and I just, like, I've heard his name come up, and I just need to get on that shit. Plus, like, I am trying really hard to get better with my contemporary stuff. Um, it reminds me, in a lot of ways, of Transcendent Kingdom. Because I, love, I love Transcendent Kingdom. It's, um... It all takes place over the course of a couple of days. It's a grad student. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I read those kind of like, Yeah, I, yeah. But I think it reminds me a lot of that um, and tackles a lot of good questions, but the writing, like, I think as a writer, you'll appreciate just, like, okay. the sentence level of the writing. Yeah. I need I need good writing sometimes to get me through it. I can do something with a good storyline, but, like... This has that, but... I need good writing most of the time. Yeah, the storyline is slow, but the writing just pulls you in, and it's, like, very character-driven, so I think you'll like it. Yeah. What are you going to be reading? Um, I want to read... I've had it on my shelf forever. My Monticello by... Or Monticello. I never know which way is it. Monticello. It's Monticello. Monticello. Um, yeah, by yeah. Jocelyn Nicole Johnson. It's a collection of short stories about being black in America, and um, I got it from, as like a galley from Holt, um, when I was still working at a literary agency, and I saw it come in, and I was like, okay, I have to read this, and it's just been sitting on my shelf, so I think now's the time, I finally want to read it, and it's short, I mean short stories, duh, um, so I think that that will be easy little chunks for me to read it. Yeah, because you've been reading chunkers for a while, so yeah. it'll be a nice little pace break for you. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, um, and maybe... After that, I will finally read something light. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm just reading one heavy book after another. Well, um, you won't get that with our April book review. Um, <laughs> no, I will not. For next month. So if you want to join our book club again, um, we are going to be <laughs> reading together um, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Um, I have read Beloved and mm -hmm. Beautiful. I mean, I am ashamed of how long it took me to read Toni Morrison, but now that I have... 
I'm ready to kind of dive into her world, although I need to pace myself, because she is so intense, and you kind of want to just savor her writing mm-hmm. and her work. Um, She's very intense. But yeah, uh, do you want to kind of give a little flap copy description of what The Bluest Eye is about? Yeah, absolutely. In Morrison's best-selling first novel, oh, her first novel I didn't realize, Pekala Breedlove, an 11-year-old black girl in an America whose love for its blonde, blue-eyed children can devastate all others, prays for her eyes to turn blue so that she will be beautiful, so that people will look at her, so that her world will be different. This is the story of the nightmare at the heart of her yearning and the tragedy of its fulfillment. I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I can relate to her fully, but I actually did used to want my eyes to turn blue growing up because I thought only pretty girls had blue eyes because that's the only girls that boys noticed in my school. (laughs) That's sad. Yeah, Um, I... I'm excited to read it. I love, I love Toni Morrison. Beloved is so good. I read Sula at about this time last year um, for a bookstagram read-along, actually, and I fucking loved it. But yeah, it's very, you have to be in the right mindset, I think. Like, Toni Morrison style, you know, everything is, like, magical realism, kind of, and it's like, did this really happen, or is it a symbol? But I love that about her writing, and that you can really just take it anywhere you want. Um, yeah. so I'm excited. I wish that I was exposed to Toni Morrison in school. Like, mm-hmm. I wish, like, I wasn't an English major in college, but, like, even in high school, like, the crap that my school made us read in high school, first off, almost all male writers, all white male writers, and it's all overdone. Like, yeah, I like Fitzgerald, but, like, there's so many classic novels that I'm just learning about that are important today even though they weren't written today, and I just, like, I almost get so ashamed that I have taken this long to read these books, because I call myself a reader, and, like, an eclectic one at that, that, like, reads almost everything, and the fact that I haven't touched these books, um, or been exposed to them is just, like, mind-blowing to Mm -hmm. me, because, I don't know, maybe I'm too hard on myself, but it's just, like, it saddens me that I didn't get to experience this kind of um, shaping in my literary history earlier when I was, like, easier to mold yeah. <laughs> a little, you know? Yeah. I think you are being hard on yourself, but I understand because I'm the same way because even as an English major, I feel like there's so many things that I got through school without reading. Um like, The Picture of Dorian Gray is, like, a classic, you know, or Pride and Prejudice. I didn't read that until after college. There were a lot um, of, of classics that I feel like I should yeah. have read, and I didn't. Um, but I think something interesting about reading classics as an adult, um, it's different. I mean, it totally is different. It's not going to, like, shape you the way it would if you were in high school. But with a book, especially with books like Toni Morrison's, I think you can come to it with such a greater appreciation and understanding of the writing that you kind of need to fully comprehend Morrison's work. Like, can you imagine reading Beloved as a, you know, as a senior in high school? As a senior, yes, I could. Or like, even as an advanced student, I mean, you would have gotten a lot out of it, but not as much as you'll get out of it if you read it today. Yeah, I Because of your life experience and what you know about the world and um, your growth as a reader. to To counter that point, I agree with you. But I, I would have to say that, like, it's taken me longer to understand certain things in the world than I would have liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, then, I it was longer than necessary. And it wasn't for lack of not paying attention. Um, maybe it was. I didn't watch the news. I don't like the news. But, like, it was just I wasn't given the chance yeah. to be exposed to all that. And, yeah. like... That's not to actually, I don't think it's fully my fault. I think it's my environment's fault. And I'm not saying it's, like, parental or anything like that. Um, I don't know. It's, like, a total catch-22 with, like, you can't really win. Another classic reference. Which, fun fact, I never (laughs) actually read that in high school, even though I did an entire presentation on it. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, I, like, pulled an all-nighter, read, like, I only read, like, a few chapters of it, and then this, like, spark-noted the shit out of that thing, created, like, an intense PowerPoint slideshow. I got an A. I love that. Did a whole presentation. I, like, literally stayed up all night, got up at, like, like, literally 
did everything and went to school at seven and like presented that i would think that (laughs) you would hate people that do that oh i do yeah that's the thing i was like well senior year i was going through a lot of shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i was never that kid i always read the book even if like i hated it like i mean i no no offense i did read grapes of wrath i read (laughs) it fully i did not enjoy it but that's just because i did not enjoy it but like i'm weird i also really enjoyed the plague by Albert Camus, yeah. which is, like, his least favorite novel by most people. So, you know, I'm an oddball. But, like, I don't know. I just, I did have some faults where I didn't read it all the way or, like, whatever. Um, and I just think that was because I was taking on too much of the time. But um, I did read it finally. I read it, like, last year or two years ago. I still haven't read it. It's a good book, actually. Um, weird. Weird shit. Yeah, I bet. Um, but good shit. Um, Good weird shit. I love that. Professional book review right there. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading this. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I think we'll have a good conversation about it. mm -hmm. Like all our other ones. Yes, definitely. Um, I do enjoy our book book talks. I do too. Those episodes are fun. Mm -hmm. Even if the book is, like, very strange and has vagina teeth. Yeah, a lot. Um... (laughs) But yeah, anyway. we'll see. I just, like, the more we talk about these classics and stuff like that, it makes me, th- in high school, would makes me think about Gilmore Girls and how unrealistic she was at 16, who had already, at 16, read Swan's Way by yeah. P- Marcel Proust. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There's no, no way before 16. Like, I read... Pride and Prejudice at 13, and that was a stretch, and I had to reread it when I was older and see all the shit that I missed when I was 13. Like, I I understood the plot, and I understood what happened, but, like, I said it in a previous podcast, like, I missed her irony. I mean, I I got most of it, but, like, there was some, you know, and Rory Gilmore, I mean, whatever. Although, before I forget, because I have talked about this, and I'm going to air with it. Okay. So I was reading this, like... I don't know if it was a TikTok, but they were talking about how everybody that, like, dislikes Rory and thinks she's spoiled and all the shit, or, like, the way she is with relationships, um, I think they overlook the fact that it's not fully your fault, and I was like, you know what, they're not wrong, because she's never had, like, Lorelai was never a good role model yeah. with love or whatever, and also, like, her first boyfriend, which was praised by everyone was Dean, and he toxic, was shit. Yeah. He was super toxic. And it's like, you know, for her to be constantly told that he was perfect and that she was the bad person for not being able to admit that she had feelings for someone else just shows that, like, we villainize people that fall out of love or that aren't on the same wavelength mm-hmm. as other people. And also, they were 16, yeah. 17, like... Um, your feelings change every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I, like, can't imagine that kind of pressure to be, like, perfect all the time. I mean, I can. I I had some shit like that growing up. But, like, not with relationships. Um, and it just, it saddens me that, you know, we put so much pressure also on teens. I feel like I'm talking about teens a lot. Yeah. Um, Euphoria <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> Euphoria's got you in your feels. Oh, <laughs> it's got you sure. and everything. Also, if I was that hot in high school, oh, I wish. I would have been, like, everybody's problem. <laughs> Literally, I'm pretty sure I looked like a Cabbage Patch Kid in high school. Me too. <laughs> me too. Like, no wonder, nobody That's wanted, what nobody wanted to date like. me. <laughs> That's what high school should be like. For sure. Like, nobody wanted to date me in high school, let's be honest. And I knew it. I was like, I'll peak in college. I'll be fine. I'll be like... You know, I'll get my groove then. And you did. Yeah. But. <laughs> so I think we should end. Because... Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> um, God, I like, this was a very different podcast. Yeah, talk. but I think it's because we're good. recording at a different time than yeah, normal. But I kind of like, it gave us like the freedom to kind of talk about a lot of different things with it. Like, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I like, I'm saying like, like it. it's not. We're not recording on a weekend. Yeah. Um, we're in the middle of the work week, and it's the evening, and we both have work early tomorrow, so it's like, <laughs> we're both tired. We're both a little weird, so. Um, 
But yeah, I'll wrap it up. So be sure to follow more of our bookish antics on our bookstagrams at there's ink on my hands and grapes underscore of underscore ash. Share Razzle Frat with friends, lovers, even enemies. Share the wealth of this gem of a pod and feel free to leave a review or comment in Apple Podcasts. Come for the books, stay for the coffee-fueled conversation. And now we shall bid adieu to you. That's Razzle Frat. <laughs>